You're listening to the Mindful Psychology Podcast, a podcast designed to explore mindfulness, psychology, neuroscience, and various aspects of holistic health. My name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm also a therapist, an educator, and a yoga teacher. Join me and brilliant guests as we explore various topics and offer you actionable steps so that you can be informed and intentional about your health and well-being. Now sit back, relax, maybe take a notebook out, and let's dive in. and welcome to a brand new episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are in our last couple episodes of the year and well, I mean, the holidays are fast approaching. The new year is fast approaching. This is a really big time. This is a really, uh, yeah, this is a really intense time, I think, for most of us. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going to say all of us, but for a lot of, for a lot of us, I think it's an exciting time, whether you're feeling a lot of excitement right now and a, a lot of really positive energy or whether maybe you're struggling a little bit more. Um, I think we can feel a mix of things. I don't know about you, but I think we can always feel a mix of things. I think the holidays can bring out a lot of emotions and, um, and you know, and that that's not a bad thing. This is a, that's a very good thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's normal to feel all kinds of things and um yeah so wherever you're however you're meeting me today um thank you for joining me i'm happy to be connecting with you and yeah so on this episode we are going to talk about uh Accept, uh, sorry, self-acceptance and approval seeking. For a second, I had a, I drew a blank there. I'm so sorry. I, I know what we're talking about today. <laughs> I know what we're talking about. Um, yes, yeah, so we were talking about approval seeking, self-acceptance, all of that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be a juicy one. I feel like season four so far has been pretty juicy. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I said that about every season, but something about the last few episodes, as in the last couple months and the episodes in them have been just really good. And uh, yeah, I have, I, I feel like I have a lot of pump in me lately. I don't know. I'm like really excited every time I share the episodes or I don't know, maybe it's not excited as much as, yeah, I guess pumped. Like I just have a lot of energy in me. It's fun. Um, though I, I, I usually feel that when I'm, when I'm recording, it is really something I enjoy. So hopefully that that's always, you always feel that you always feel those vibes, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think also, uh, with the, with the holiday season and all of that coming up. I don't know, I'm excited and it's our first holiday season on the island here and uh, we like to alternate as well, like warm holiday season and then snowy holiday season kind of alternate and this year is a tropical holiday season or subtropical holiday season. So that's our vibe right now. Um, Okay, but anyway, that's not why we're here. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Let's dive into the actual episode. Welcome okay, to a place of good vibes and open conversation, okay, (laughs) where we talk about uh, real things, uh, even some hard truths sometimes, okay, for those of you tuning in for the first time, this is a a place of open conversation, okay, where you can feel free and safe to explore your mind, your heart, and all of that, and hopefully find some answers and some inspiration in here. And as always, you can reach out to me if you have any questions about the podcast, about anything else, and I'll help you as much as I can. Of course, if you'd like to connect in other ways, you can find all those notes, uh, sorry, all those links in the show notes, on my website, etc. Okay, thank you so much for being here. Okay, let's get in, let's get into the, let's get into this. So, approval seeking, self-acceptance, Let's let's begin to unpack. So first of all, I want to just say that appro- I'm not comparing and contrasting. I mean, yes, we are going to compare and contrast approval and acceptance, absolutely. But I want to start off by saying that 
approval seeking is not bad. This is not like a bad thing to do. It's very natural. It's something that we all do at some or that okay that most of us will do at some point I think that we want to be approved of we want to get that check mark you know we want to be like okay so and so approves of me so and so thinks that you know what I did or who I am or or whatever is good yes we may have felt that at some point in our lives whereas acceptance the way I see it and the way we're going to discuss it here is really more than that it's less um a stamp of approval, if you will, and more uh, an accepting of something for better or for worse. Bear with me, okay? Not not as in settling, which we've also differentiated it from in the past, but accepting. So what this might look like is, okay, this situation is really challenging for me. I definitely wouldn't say that I approve of it. I mean, it's I, I wouldn't choose to go through this again, necessarily, but I accept this. I accept the situation. I accept my feelings. I accept where I'm at and I'm going to et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Right. Or my next step is okay. Okay. Right. And we, we move forward. So that's different. Like acceptance is that it might also look like accepting someone for who they are, loving them fully. Right. Because nobody is perfect. So when we choose to love someone unconditionally, that's what we're doing. We're accepting them and we're loving them. We're embracing all parts of them and we're, we're, we're loving them. It's not about approval. It's about love. And so you accept them and then you don't settle. Right. It's not settling. It's accepting. So it's not to say that nobody's working on themselves and that there's no growth in the relationship. It's just that we accept each other and we, but we still continue to grow and we continue to grow and we continue to, to better ourselves as people. Um, but nothing's ever perfect. And so ultimately we have to accept that as well, right? We, we, we keep growing, we keep learning. So that's, that's that. And so acceptance is more all encompassing. I find it's more, uh, there, there's more room for like unconditional love and acceptance. There's more room for compassion. There's more room for, for regulating and for being secure and for being, receptive there's more room for for a lot actually whereas approval um and seeking that right looking for that like to so and so agree with what i did did i do the right thing what do they think like that's very external and it's not the same thing as acceptance we all want to feel loved and accepted for who we are that's that's natural that's that's so important to us as humans to want that and to want to feel that and to need that right we need to accept ourselves as well. And we want to be accepted by our loved ones. And the distinction I want to make here as we start to unpack this in terms of you know different dynamics and different relationships is that in situations where we're seeking approval, we're likely thinking that the, uh, the acceptance of the other person or the love we'll get from the other person is dependent on how we perform at something or what we bring to the table or how we behave, or what mistake we make or don't make. That's not the same thing. If we feel secure, if we know that somebody loves us no matter what, and that someone accepts us, yes, we'll still want to be good people. We'll still want to better ourselves. We'll still want to to learn from our mistakes and, and be intentional and be mindful and be kind and all of that stuff. Of course, that's separate almost, right? It's kind of like, well, we just choose that as humans or we don't, right? But we know that we're accepted, so we make a mistake and the person's not going to hold it against us forever or throw it in our faces later. Or we can make a mistake or be less than perfect and the person will love us anyway because that's not what the love is about. The love there is not based on evaluations, based on judgment and based on testing and and performance and, and all of that. It's based on who you are really. It's about seeing someone for who they are and accepting them 
or not. Of course, you don't have to accept everybody if you don't want to, right? You don't have to accept everything into your life, but we, we, we can accept the situation so we can have conflict we can have difficult relationships for example in our lives and accept that that's what it is not try to change it not try to fight it not try to change the person because we accept that we can't do that but we're still from a we're coming from a place of acceptance we're still coming from a place of being more regulated and this allows for more secure relating right and so if we go back to that idea of of attachment or of our upbringing, our developmental years, in insecure families or in families that are filled with love and acceptance and, you know, unconditional love and respect and people are respecting each other's boundaries and people see each other for who they are and their love no matter what. I know that sounds, you know, maybe like, well, of course, most families are like that. Well, not really, you know, not, not always. And, and it's lovely when that happens, but it's not always the case. Some families are not like that. Some families are not filled with love and acceptance. There's a lot of judgment, a lot of competition, high expectations, high standards, a lot of criticism. It's it's not the same thing. Now, it's not to say that any family is perfect. I mean, nothing in life is perfect, okay? So we can squash that straight away. But some things are definitely more unhealthy than others. And some things can be more damaging to us than other things. And when we're dealing with a situation like that, where we are judged based on how we perform or what we bring to the table, and that is then love, that can really mess with us, with us a little bit because we then feel like we're responsible for everything. We're responsible for the outcome of everything. We're responsible for people's moods. We're responsible for people's opinions of us. We're responsible for people's treatment of us. And as we've discussed many times on this podcast, we are not responsible for people's actions. They are. And we are responsible for ours. That's it. Okay? And that's really important to keep in mind here as we move through this, because for those of you who struggle with this and who often take blame, it's it's hard for you to think that. You might even think, no, no, you know what, I'll just take the blame, it keeps the peace, no problem, all good. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss, <laughs> we'll explore, okay? No shame in that, no shame in that, we'll explore, okay? Another thing I really like to say, and that's really important as we move into this, and so this is not really, I mean, this is all part of the episode, by the way, okay? So this is really important to listen to as well. When we talk about doing the work, this is definitely something that we do on this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you've been listening for a long time, or if you're new here and you're looking for some answers, like you're trying to do the work, you're asking yourself some questions, you're, 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 open to listening to some hard truths. Maybe you have already been faced with some things that you're not so proud of or that you're not so happy about. Um, and, and, and you're willing to do the work. You're, you're there. You're taking responsibility. You're holding yourself accountable. You're being intentional. That That's good. Or you're looking for answers. You're going through something right now and you want to do something about it, right? You're trying to to find some choice in this, some some type of strength in here, some power. And so that's good. This is a place where we do the quote-unquote work, right? Doing the work. But as we understand this and as we acknowledge this and embrace this and obviously feel empowered by this because it's wonderful, good for you, by the way, congratulations, not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to change. Not everybody thinks they're doing anything wrong. Not everybody thinks that there's room for improvement. A lot of people are set in their ways and they don't want to change and they rather take their anger and pain and sadness out on other people. They rather sit and be jealous and be bitter and be petty and be nasty to people. Some want to do that. 
they they will be judgmental they will be competitive they will they will make fun or or snicker at others they will shame others i mean that's just part of life like we we need to look at the whole picture that happens sometimes but as always i want us to enter this conversation with compassion everyone has their own story and their own context and their own reasons we're not making excuses we're just explaining right as always so when we understand this we can begin to always resource back to that when we need to when we start to get triggered or activated you know and we think oh my goodness i'm having a really difficult conversation with this person or this person just seems so resistant to change like it's like talking to a wall we can remain secure because we can have conversations and disagreements and still be secure we can feel emotions and we can be aware of difficult situations and still try to stay in a secure place and bring ourselves back to that secure place and so it's important to identify when we are in security i am in security when i am able to sit in silence i am secure when i'm able to listen to another even if they have a completely differing opinion and not feel like i need to jump in and overpower them and speak over them i am secure when i feel like i am not being understood not being seen not being not being treated with respect or my boundaries are not being respected i can be secure because i will be there for myself and i will stand up for myself nobody else is responsible for me but me i can be secure in that moment of course it's threatening i mean in life we will not always live in security and always be like nice and laid back and you know nice and easy we don't live in that all the time not one person lives in that all the time we are human we have we have an amygdala okay we will be threatened we will go through things we will our heart rate will increase like it is normal it is natural there's no escaping that okay but we can be aware and we can say okay i'm i'm recognizing this right now and i'm going to bring myself back to a place of security okay and so when we're dealing with difficult situations we can listen to the a differing side and opposite view and remain secure one opinion one reality does not eclipse the other both realities can exist at the same time okay it they really can and you need to validate yourself because that's your right and they're allowed to have their reality i mean that that just is what it is but going back for one more moment to that idea of not everybody doing the work this is true and this is something that we need to accept okay this is not about approval or whatever or agreeing with it or not it's something we have to accept because it's it's fact right not everybody is doing the work not everybody is willing to do the work it doesn't mean that they're bad people and it doesn't mean that it that it affects their entire person you could still be having wonderful times with this person in other ways but some conversations might not be as pleasant for you or some things might still be a little bit challenging for you but it's not everything and that's okay not every relationship has to be the same as the other not everyone not every relationship has to be as deep or as uh as all encompassing or whatever like every relationship is different right now of course if you want relationships where people are doing the work and you are able to relate on this way in in this way and on this level okay fair enough but th- there could be other parts to a person that you love and that are great and fulfilling to you and that's okay you know we don't have to to like be like it's it's okay to accept people for for all of them right and for all parts of them even if for some time even if sometimes we don't agree with something that's okay that's part of being a secure person we're not we don't need to be threatened by everything that that is different right um now also you can make a decision to not agree with something and that it's just 
it it's it's too much of a difference or it's it's too much happening there and then you can make a decision that that's not right for you of course but it doesn't ha- there's a lot that can happen it's not zero to a hundred as in it's not zero or a hundred there's there's a lot that can happen okay and so if you're in a situation where for example someone is mistreating you I mean let's get the the heavy ones out of the way, as we always do. If we're dealing with situations like that, as we've often talked about on the show, um, that's a little bit different. Like if th- this this could be very overwhelming in the relationship. It could become a very pervasive energy. And if you're trying to have conversations with these people, and these are people that are not doing the work, and likely that's the case if they're just mistreating you, um, well, that can be very... You, you're kind of at an impasse at that point. You know, you're, you're sort of like, okay, well well now what there's nothing we can really do to move forward like you might be trying to move forward and have rational conversations and open up the dialogue you know have a two-way conversation like willing to hear and see them but also would like to be heard and seen right but if it's one way that doesn't work right and so that that's a that's a problem that can be a very big problem and if it's the whole relationship that's affected by this well of course you, you could be finding yourself wondering like okay well I don't think that there's anything left to do here. And that can be really hard. And of course, emotions can get, well, all the energies, <laughs> everything gets you know, gets high. And then it's difficult for us, right? Because we're like trying to stay secure. We're like, well, no, I stand by what I said. I've been consistent throughout. Like, here is what, what I see. Here's how, what my experience has been. And here's how I feel. And here's what I think. And here are my boundaries. I'm... I'm choosing to to love myself. I'm choosing myself. And I know that that might be disappointing and that might end this relationship, but it's my right to do that. And I know I butchered the Brene Brown quote last time and I, and I don't want to butcher it again. So I'm just going to say that it reminded me of what she had said um, because she's really, really brilliant. Like, don't don't let me mess it up. She's wonderful. Like, I, I you know, I, I don't even want to like quote her because I don't even want to mess it up. But anyway, but daring to love yourself even though you might disappoint someone, like that kind of thing, right? And so that, and that is your right. And now, of course, the other person has a right too, right? They're they're, going to be like, well, no, like, it's this, it's this. Like, what are you saying? Like, I've been in situations like that where I've been, like, really speaking from, like, a secure place, from a calm place. I'd been consistent throughout over over many months, you know? And then it was just, like, complete backlash, right? We've talked about this. Like, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. But that, like, no, like, this has no basis in reality. What are you talking about? Like, And it's like, okay, okay, so we're not ready. Okay, the conversation is not like, you know, but a secure conversation would look more. And of course, by the way, in that kind of situation, there are still things you can do to maybe try to make the person feel safer, right? You can try to, and this is what I attempted as well, is like, first of all, okay, I might actually be misunderstanding something that you're saying here. Like, let me make sure I've really understood what you're saying. Obviously, the person's upset. So we don't just go like, whoa, that's intense. Bye. Like, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. We obviously hear the person out. That's the point, right? We, we, we can't say, well, I deserve that, but like, I'm not going to give it to anybody else. If you're entering a conversation to go into conflict resolution, we're, we're offering that to someone else. If we're secure, we're able to offer that. So we offer that. Okay, can you please explain? Or, sorry, can you can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Like, I'd really like to know more about, like, how you feel about that, right? Or, you know, I'm very sorry that um, that I did that. I Just so you know, that was not my intention at all. Um, this is what I was thinking. Um, I'm so sorry I hurt you. I never meant to hurt you. That's something that you can absolutely do. And that's something that even I've said in a situation. Like, it was a very intense situation. There were a lot of moving parts. But I genuinely, at one point, it didn't change my stance. It didn't change the reality of the situation. That stayed the same throughout. But it doesn't mean that I couldn't 
see this person for what they were feeling and say, okay, for that, like what you've just explained, that's valid. Like, I mean, that's fair enough. Like, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's no debating that one. Like, fair enough. I'm, I'm sorry. You, that's, that's your experience. That's your feeling. And I, I caused it. So I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. You can be sorry and still stand by what you said. Like, you could have made a mistake or done something and want to apologize, but, but still maintain your boundaries and maintain the truth of the, of the bigger picture. It's okay. It's not one or the other. Okay. It's not black and white. So you, you can have both just like you can feel, for example, if you, ha if you are someone, cause I know a lot of you have moved, have reached out to me, um, especially in response to the stories that I've shared about my personal journey with some relationships that you too have had similar situations and, and ask questions like, well, is it okay to, um, and these are good questions by the way. So I'm going to take my time to, to address them. So, one of them was, is it okay to miss set like the person in question or the people in question, but still know that you made the right decision and still know that your life is better for it now? Yes, it's okay. It's normal. It's absolutely normal. You can miss someone, but still have it have been the best decision for you. Like, but but still be in the best place and still be on the other side of a of the right decision. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? You absolutely can. You can also choose and this was another one like if I choose to disconnect from certain people though because there really is no way forward does that mean that I'm not forgiving does that mean that I'm angry well not necessarily not necessarily at all as in if you are angry if you are struggling with forgiveness then that's one thing or those are two things but your decision to choose yourself and to protect yourself because these are toxic relationships or toxic dynamics and they're harmful to you, that's another thing. You cannot feel anger towards someone anymore and, and, and forgive someone and still feel like, yeah, but okay, still, I don't want this person in my life. That's okay. That's, that, that happens. You, you can think, no, I'm not angry. Yeah, I wish you the best. I, sure, I forgive you. I mean, I'm not taking it on anymore. I don't feel it in me anymore. Like, I'm living my life now. But that doesn't mean that I changed my mind. That doesn't mean that the whole truth has changed. That's that's very normal. That's 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 fine. Like that's valid. That's fair, right? Equally, you could stay and be angry and have trouble forgiving. And it's okay to be angry. It's okay to have trouble forgiving something, so long as we're not living in that. Right. And so what I mean by that is that we don't want to be living in anger all the time. We don't want to be anger. Right. It's OK to feel some anger. It's OK to still be working through some things. If someone's really been been horrible to us, it's OK to be working through that. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're 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 not letting it go or that you're challenged like in some way. It does. That's not what that means. You're allowed to feel whatever emotions come from what you've been through, from your experiences. That's that's just life. That's your right, right? That's life. That's the human experience. So you can feel all those things, but we want to make sure that we don't like live in those things because then they can start to overtake us. And then we don't allow for other things. We don't allow ourselves to grow. We don't allow ourselves to feel other really beautiful things because negative emotions really close our hearts a lot. Okay. That's one way of looking at it that I find often works. It just, it kind of closes us off. But the risk with that is that maybe potentially we're, we're blocking off potential pain but but we're actually blocking off potential love and good feelings too. And most importantly, 
we're not actually solving anything. You can push it down as much as you want, but it's not going to get rid of it. It's not going to make it go away. Believe me when I tell you that. Like it's that that is that is true. And I'm sure I'm not the only person you've heard say that. Um, that's very true. So so it's just important that whatever we feel, it's okay. Let's normalize the feelings, the emotions, the thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's normal. So long as we don't live in them and we still allow ourselves to grow, we still allow ourselves to be adaptive and flexible. That's what's most important. And so as we continue with this, we think about, uh, so those were the two questions that I, I, I wanted to really address and, and just those kinds of um, those kinds of thoughts and, and, and uncertainties. And it's okay to have, yeah, multiple things happen at the same time. It's okay to, as I said, just to sum up, okay, it's okay to miss someone and still have made the right decision. Now, this could be because it was, like, this could be any type of relationship, okay? Uh, it could be after a breakup. It could be, you know, you can miss someone and still have made the right decision, and this could still be the right thing for you. But yes, you miss them. You can also leave and start a new life without this person because your life is healthier for it now and more filled with healthy, loving relationships now. And that could be possible. And it doesn't mean that you're angry or bitter or or not forgiving, okay? Forgiveness and, and, and all of that does not mean that you need to put yourself in harm's way, right? So just because you can be a secure person and just because you can be regulated doesn't mean that you need to put yourself in harm's way. If something isn't healthy for you and doesn't feel right and it doesn't, it's not an act of love to do that to yourself, you don't need to be doing it. An act of love... If if it's if it's an act of love to protect yourself from a certain dynamic, then it's then that's the one the one that you should choose. Sorry, I don't like to say should. That's the one that might be better for you, or that might be right for you. And if an act of love for you is having a certain conversation, then then that's what you need to do in that moment. Like it depends on the moment, on the relationship, what your like what your situation is. But I would say that no, leaving. I'm so sorry. Leaving does not mean that you're non that you're not forgiving or that you're not over it, quote unquote, or that you're not, you know, like it, it's nothing like that. It's not a criticism on you. Okay? We all make these decisions and in one way or another, right? And we need to choose what's best for us. And so and and so that I wanted to really make that point. Equally, we could stay in a situation, like some people stay in a situation, and it doesn't mean that they're unaffected by something. It doesn't mean that they're not holding on to some things that they're working through and that they're really struggling with. Like it doesn't mean that, right? So we we can't we can't just we can't know just looking at the situation. It really depends on what we are looking for in our lives and where we stand in the relationship, right? And what we need. And then with forgiveness in particular, and this was another question. Um, well, how do I know if I forgive it or not? Like, what if this is about forgiveness? What if, what if I've not forgiven? Sometimes I feel feelings and they're, they're really, really strong. And I know my life is better for my decision now, but I feel really strong feelings sometimes. And does that mean I've not forgiven? So first let's tackle the feelings. Then we'll tackle the forgiveness. First of all, it's normal to feel feelings about things, even things that happened in the past. It's normal to feel strong feelings about significant times in our lives good or bad or any other emotion or any other memories, any other types of memories that these events bring up, it's normal to feel strong emotion, right? We can we can bring ourselves back to any place in our lives if we wanted to, right? Um, even when it's damaging to us, sometimes we will. We'll go back to things and revisit them for, for some, either we're looking for different answers or we're just, we're, we're just so used to being in there. It's something that we want to go back and fix or we're still working through it. We're still struggling to accept it. And so in those moments, if you find that you're revisiting things a lot, if you find that you are going back um, in, in circles, 
then maybe ask yourself, why are you there? Why are you revisiting that? Are you looking for new answers? Are you getting any new answers? Are you coming to any different conclusions? Is it bringing you anything positive? Is it making you, like, what, what's happening? Why do you want to be there? Are you struggling to accept something? Are you still coming to terms with some things? Often, not always, but often, we revisit things after we've sort of closed a chapter, after what feels like a closed chapter. We're like, right, okay, done and dusted, right? Well, not so simple. We'll revisit things sometimes and be like, hmm. And we don't even know why. We're just like spinning our wheels, thinking of something. So it's important in those moments to remember. It's okay to have emotions. It's memory, right? We remember things and we can almost be brought back. And so we can feel all kinds of emotions. This could be for a very lovely childhood memory or a painful past memory. The same can happen. And so that's all right. But we need to make sure that we set boundaries with, with ourselves and say, okay, am I going too far here? Like, am I going to re-trigger myself for, for no real reason? Or am I going to, to cause damage to myself here unnecessarily when all of this is sorted? It's okay to feel things. It's not really a question of, okay, done and dusted, we're finished. It's not really about that. I mean, we're not ever finished. Every day is part of the journey, right? But we can say, but there's nothing here. There are no new answers to find here. There's nothing to revisit here. Not really. Now, if there is, fair enough. Let me take this as a learning experience. Am I thinking something different now? Do I feel something different? Am I considering something else? Like, can I learn something from this? Maybe. But sometimes that's not why we're there. We're just there. And that's okay. That's all right. No shame. No judgment. We just kindly say, yeah, I don't think anything is going to be gained here. I don't think that this is a healthy trip down memory lane. Let's find another one. <laughs> or let's, hey, focus on the present moment or look forward to some other things. So that would be my answer for that. Then with forgiveness, I would say that forgiveness, honestly, if we keep remembering that, that forgiveness is really about us and not about the other person, we can start to understand how forgiveness is something that really will benefit us. And I think that when we've been through difficult things, especially things that have gone unacknowledged, where maybe people didn't take responsibility for what they did, or where there were no apologies and things like that, or where we just really felt hurt and betrayed, like whatever it is that we're struggling with, honestly, it really applies to all of them. Sometimes when we think of forgiving, we think that we're saying goodbye to what we went through, that it, like it didn't happen, like it didn't matter, like it wasn't so significant. But that's not true. That's not true. When we choose to forgive, if we choose to forgive, we're actually saying, hey, this was so significant. It's so significant that I'm dealing with this in this way and it's become a whole chapter in my book because it was significant because it's what I went through. Now I'm just choosing what kind of chapter this is going to be and how it's going to affect my next chapters. Am I going to take on the pain that was caused and live in it and, and let it make me angry and let it close me off and let it make me dark and in pain? Or am I going to try to maybe learn, maybe let, like shed those layers, let go perhaps and say, no, I'm not going to take on these judgments. I'm not going to take on that pain. It's not mine. It's not mine. This has nothing to do with me. These actions, these things, these words, they had nothing to do with me. But I'm going to live in them and then they're going to have to do with me. 
right? So that's kind of how I see forgiveness sometimes. Like in some contexts, I see it as the only person that's going to continue making this painful for me is me if this continues, right? If I keep living in this and living in this pain and reliving it, I'm going to have to come to terms with the fact that these things happened and I'm going to have to grieve certain relationships and certain things and I will do that but I will not continue living with these things and continue feeling sad or continue feeling the things that it made me feel, continue feeling small, continue feeling, you know, like stepped on and, and disrespected. I don't want to continue feeling like that. And I am not asserting myself by feeling negativity and by feeling, you know, negative emotions, negative feelings. And I'm, I'm, I'm not helping myself. I'm not allowing myself to heal if I'm feeling those things. And so one trick for me was to just say, well, I don't want those emotions and those thoughts and those like feelings in my life. I don't want those. I want good ones. Like what would I want my life to be like? What would I want to feel? I want to feel these things. And so I'm going to let go of these things that I'm holding and I'm going to try to grab onto these instead. I'm going to try to invite those into my life. And so it didn't really have to do with like forgiving, not forgiving them, me. It was more like, here's what happened. Here was, here's my experience. Here's how it made me feel and how it's making me feel. And now I, I know that I need to grieve. I know that I need to, to heal. And I will do that. But how I do that matters. And I want to do that with love in my heart, not sadness, not anger. I want to do it with love in my heart because I think I can. I think I can do this. I want to come out stronger. I want to choose myself and say that I know I'm, I'm worthy of, of more and I'm worthy of, of love and I, that the things that happened weren't about me and that I don't need to take them on, that I don't need to, to identify with them. You know what I mean? I can change. I can flip the script a little. I can change my narrative. I can reclaim my story, if you will, um, and and do that with it. So that's also what forgiveness can look like. So if you're wondering about forgiveness, I think it's also about establishing what forgiveness is for you and what forgiveness is for you in this particular situation. Does it mean trusting this person again? Does it mean staying in contact with this person? Does it mean... Does it mean being okay with the fact that they never took responsibility for their actions and that they never apologized and moving on, kind of regardless? Um, does it mean does it mean accepting a certain situation and saying, okay, I accept the situation for what it is and I accept this person for who they are, but I still know what I need and what I believe in and who I am and what my boundaries are and this is what I'm okay with and this is what I'm not okay with. And like, is forgiveness sort of understanding where they are, but also honoring where you are and acting accordingly? And maybe that looks like, okay, I'm not trying to hurt you or punish you, but I'm really not okay with the things that happened. And no, I'm not angry at you. And no, I'm not, I'm not resentful of you I don't I don't hate you but these things were what they were and they they eroded the trust or they broke the trust altogether whatever may have happened and and so things are going to be different now and or is it yeah no I don't hate you I'm not angry with you maybe I'm a little sad at you <laughs> Or maybe I'm I'm nine, none of those things, but I also know that I don't want to be with you. And maybe that's forgiveness. It's like letting it go, quote unquote. I don't love that expression. I think it has a time and a place. But for lack of better words here, maybe it's like, okay, it's done. But still, I'm I'm going away. 
It depends. Or is forgiveness, I want to rebuild. I want to try again. I want to do something different. I want to work this out. And if the person is apologizing, if the person is taking responsibility, if they are doing the work, if they are the other side, if they are making an effort, that counts a ton, a ton, you know? Some some things, some beautiful things can come of some pretty intense events, like, you know? And um, so we can't write everything off necessarily, right? We have to keep an open mind and an open heart and think about what's best for us, not what does what does everyone think? No, what do I need? What does this other person need? Like they'll think about what they need as well. And then together you think, okay, what can we do? What do we want? Right? And then you, you join forces or you don't. And it's okay. It's all okay. And so that's that. Then for other situations, so now we talked about some more difficult ones, but sometimes we're in situations where the person might not be trying to be hurtful. They may not have done something overtly or that they think is overtly mean or or they don't really know that they're doing something. Like sometimes that's just the case. Like we, we could just be on different wavelengths. We could just be misunderstood. A certain person might just not be able to wrap their minds around what we're able to wrap our minds around. And they might not accept us. Maybe it's a job we have. Maybe it's who we love. Maybe it's how we identify. And they might not be able to wrap their minds around that. And I think it's it's so easy in this in this situation to get angry. And I get that. I, I so get that. Of course, that's a natural reaction. Like, why don't you see me? Like, why won't you acknowledge me? Why won't you acknowledge my relationship? Why won't you... Like, what don't you get? Like, don't you love me? Why are you disapproving of me? And in these cases, like with the first type of situation with people who are doing something mean, or like if they're doing something chronically mean, like a person who makes a mistake, we all make mistakes, by the way. I'm not saying that. I I gave that example when we were talking about forgiveness, but when I was talking about the difficult and challenging dynamics, I meant people who are causing harm, especially people repetitively causing harm, repeatedly causing harm. Um... In these cases, it's like they might not approve of you if you set boundaries. They likely won't. They're not going to approve of you standing up for yourself. If you no longer fit a role for someone, especially someone someone who's benefiting from you, let's say not having clear boundaries or not acting according to your boundaries, um, of course they're not going to take kindly to setting boundaries. This is one of the things I've probably said the most on the podcast. The person who's going to be most affected by you more most negatively affected, most upset um, at you setting boundaries are the people who benefited from you not having any in the first place. Of course, they're not going to be happy. They're going to disapprove of you. They might shame you. They might they might villainize you. I mean, there 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 are a ton a ton of things they might do, right? Of course, they're not going to be happy about that because you no longer fit a mold. You no longer fit a role that suited their needs. That suited them. You broke free from that, and in these cases. The person might still have an expectation of you. They may still have an image of you, still have you placed in a certain role. And we don't, it's not only the difficult situations where we see that. It's not only with challenging personalities or with, or with toxic dynamic. it's, it, dynamics. It's not only there. We often will attribute roles to people or assign roles to people in our lives if we're not careful. Oh, what, what do I expect from this person? What do I expect from that person? What do I expect from that person? You know what I mean? We need to be aware. Like, am I thinking that everyone here is just living for me and that they need to fulfill some kind of, well, role and, and need of mine? 
Or am I seeing them as their own people and accepting of them? Again, going back to that idea of accepting people for who they are and not just what they bring to the table. That's approval or not. That's judgment or not. You know, like, but accepting truly, fully. And so sometimes they don't do it on purpose. People don't do it on purpose. I'm not saying that people are setting out to hurt you when they do this, but some people just don't understand. And if we go to that initial, if we go back to that initial idea of compassion and of entering this with compassion and understanding people's context, we can see that that everyone is going through their own thing. We, we, we remember that. Remember I said, keep that in mind. Well, this is a perfect time to remember that, you know, to look at someone's story. Maybe imagine the person as a child just living life and, and doing their best and coping. Like we don't know what their story was and why they developed certain reservations or why certain things seem to be a stress for them and what kind of, you know, society they grew up in. Like if we take parents, for example, um, it's so easy to be like, well, if you went through that, then why are, why are you not doing it differently with me and stuff like that? We can be so quick to do that. But, you know, we don't always know to what lengths they went to be different. You know, it's just that we're noticing now also new things, um, or for example, or, you know, they grew up in a society where, where certain things weren't accepted. And so it's very hard for them to wrap their minds around it. They may have a lot of internalized shame around something. And so for them, it's like, oh my goodness, this, this is not what it's supposed to be. Like I have certain expectations of what my family is supposed to be like, because that's the kind of family I grew up in. Those were the expectations. That's the society we grew up in that was expected. And so it, it's hard sometimes for them to, th- to think, oh, yeah, well, let's just squash all that and, and, and start anew and look at, the, look at it this way instead. It's very hard, especially when it's close to home. It can be difficult for them because it's one thing if they hear the story, oh, yeah, their friend's child of whatever, and they're like, oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, it's not my problem, right? They might turn a blind eye to it. But then when it happens to them or their child, they're like, oh, oh, and then it's different. And then it's different. It's not the same. Not always. Now, it's not always like this, by the way. I'm not saying that. But for those of you who can identify with this, or for those of you who are struggling with this, this idea that maybe your parents are not approving of you, they're not accepting you for who you are, or they're not accepting your partner, um, or how you identify, or your personal choices. It's not... I know it's hard to see it this way, especially if you're if you're angry and sad and upset... You have every right to feel that way. I just want to validate that. Like all those feelings are so natural and and valid. Of course, you're going to feel like that. You, You love this person and you want to share with them the other people that you love and the other parts of your of who you are. And then when that's not accepted and not welcomed and it's rejected, that's so painful. Right. Of course, you're not going to be like, oh, okay, Oh, well, oops, I tried. Like, of course, you're not going to feel that. Of course, you're going to be like, well, what's going on? Because here's you that I love, but here's this person that I love, and you're not accepting them, and you're not accepting me. And that can really shake things up in a relationship that could have very well been so secure before that and so lovely before that. Yeah, here we are with this. And so this type of situation doesn't mean that the person is a terrible person or that the whole relationship is doomed. Or that this is, you know, no, not not necessarily. I, I don't want it to seem like that. It's definitely not what I think. But it is significant. It is big. And it's it's going to be a process. And I think what we can try to do is try to maybe understand, okay, this might be difficult for them to understand. Um, maybe you know enough about their context and their story to be able to say, okay, well, I can imagine why. Because, you know, upbringing, um, family expectations... Uh, the society that they grew up in, 
cultural expectations, all of that stuff. Um, and then say, okay, I understand that. I, I, I genuinely understand. That. And I'm truly trying to understand as much as possible how it could be scary for them. Because when people are threatened, they will shut down or or fight or, you know, and they'll, they'll either, it depends what their response is, what their trauma response is, but, or what their, what their reaction is in that moment. Or, and for that given situation, some will be threatened and, and attack and be mean and be angry or be, you know, and do those mean things. Some will shut down entirely and just deny the reality and just ignore it and pretend like nothing happened and others will just be accepting and be loving and others will you know the, the, i mean it depends but those are the big three i guess that, that came to my mind now but when the first one happens and there's like a big lash out it's almost like easy no okay definitely it's not easier to deal with situations like that i think it's quite <laughs> it, it might be we might we might be quick to think that Toxic dynamics are easier to disconnect from, that, but that's not true. There, there is a lot going on in those dynamics, especially those that have been going on for a long time. And so just because something is toxic or something is challenging and difficult doesn't mean that it's easy for the person to disconnect. Uh, that, that definitely is not the case. But when we look at the other option where the person is denying it, and ignoring it, and not saying anything, and we're not speaking of this, and it's as if it's not happening, that is... That is painful in a completely different way. And we might not feel the big surge of emotions as intensely or as obviously. We might sort of be confused. We may sort of be like, okay, all right, um, this is like really difficult and I'm feeling a lot of things and no one's saying anything and they're just denying it and it's actually really making me boil slowly but very much boiling like you know and it can have a completely different thing and eventually it will it will come to the surface and it'll be a very overwhelming feeling um but what it does is that it really creates this wow now I'm not even being spoken to like I there's withholding of love and acceptance it's just complete withhold and that's very, very distressing for someone as well. It's distressing for a child when it happens to them, right? When there's a there's a disconnect like that with a caretaker, with a caregiver, and there's and it, it's the same when we're adults and we're you know wanting to share parts of ourselves with someone that we love, and it's just met with like denial. It's very challenging, very very challenging because ultimately, as we discussed at the beginning, we all want to be seen and heard. We all want to be validated. We do, we do. I know that these are buzzwords. I know you might be rolling your eyes, but it's true. We want to be validated. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to feel safe and secure. This is just true, okay? We want that. So when our family members are are gossiping about us or are discrediting us or are denying our realities constantly or are gaslighting us or are scapegoating us or are humiliating us or shaming us or betraying us in all these ways and other ways to to our faces to other people in the family to people outside the family like when they are when we see these big dynamics like these very um toxic patterns here well it's it's just so hard. It can really erode 
it, it, it destroys connection. Okay, let's just be, let's just say it. It destroys connection and it destroys trust. It, it is not in an environment that is conducive to trust and to feeling safe and secure. It's just not, okay? But if the relationship is otherwise a secure one, if you always felt like it was, you were close with this person, it was always secure, you felt safe with this person, and now this has come, suddenly come to change everything, that's very hard as well. Because not more or less, by the way, just also... That's very hard as well because now it's like, well, I don't want to lose the whole relationship because of this, but at the same time, this is not something I can overlook because this is really significant and this is something that means a lot to me. So obviously I can't speak to all of this. I can't touch on everything, so I will give general advice, but I hope it's still helpful. First and foremost, really trying to find a way to regulate our emotions and to be secure and come from a wise mind, okay? We want to come from a wise mind. We're coming from security. We're not, we're, we're receptive. We're open-hearted. We're open-minded. We are accepting of the situation. We know that it's like this right now. And we're coming from a secure place. We are ready. We know what's going on. We're not resisting it. We're not trying to change. We're not fighting. We're not, we're, we're open. We're regulated. We're receptive. We're, we're okay. We set the tone. As much as possible. We take deep breaths. We want to be present in that and we want to be secure. Validate our emotions, validate our feelings. Like we know what's what, we know what we believe in, what we need, who we are, what our worth is, all of that stuff. Being compassionate with ourselves. And then we try to see okay, do I have the strength to look at this person and look at their story, look at their context? Do I have the strength to be compassionate toward them right now and to see why this might be difficult for them? And to try to really see it like they might be seeing it. To maybe even try to feel what they might be feeling. Okay, all right. We don't, doesn't mean we agree. We're just trying to see what they might be seeing. And then also, maybe we can try to have a conversation, like hear what they have to say. And then maybe they'll hear what we have to say. Not always. I know that. I know. But we can maybe try to see what's going to come of that and have a conversation, express why it hurts us, why we want them to accept us, why we want them to see our love with this person or our love for ourselves or our decision, our love for our decisions, why we want to share this with them, why we want them to be a part of it, you know, showing them that they matter to us and that we love them and we want them to be a part of this, you know, so we're not attacking them, we're not judging them, we're just explaining why this matters to us so much, right? And then also, and this happens inside of you anyway, and especially if these conversations are not possible and they're not happening, the conversations that you can have with yourself. So the inner work happens no matter what is happening in our relationship. So whether we are in a relationship with someone or whether, and like of any kind, or whether we've decided not to be anymore, there is inner work always, right? There's our inner work and there's the work in the relationship, if the relationship is there. Now, if you're not able to have these conversations with the person, you can have some conversations with yourself. Again, most of which you will have on your own anyway, regardless. Questions like, what am I really afraid of? Right? What am I really afraid of? What, what am I, am I afraid, for example, that I'm going to disappoint them? Am I afraid that I'm disappointing them? Am I afraid that they won't love me anymore? Am I afraid that they won't, that our relationship is forever going to be changed because they don't approve of me, because they don't accept me? What am I afraid of? That they don't agree with this particular thing or that they just don't accept me at all? 
Like what what really is going on here? Um, and again, you can see how these conversations can can then be had with the person if you if you can, and you can bring some of this in. Like, okay, you're having trouble with this particular thing, but like, how do you feel about me? I would really li- love to know how you feel about me right now, right? Maybe we would ask that because we want to know. Maybe if we can separate them, it can give us some insight. But ultimately, we need to think here that there's a bit, very big part of you that might not be accepted, that might not be approved of, and that ultimately is not being accepted, right? And that's still big. So even though they might see it as just one part, it isn't just one part. It's you. It might feel like, no, no, this is just all of me though. Like I, it feels like if you don't accept this, you don't accept any of me. So like, is that true? Like, is that how you feel? Cause that's how it's received. That's how I feel that you don't accept me entirely. And then we can ask ourselves as well, what are my standards? What do I, what, am I afraid that I'm not meeting some kind of standard or some kind of expectation? If I low-key or or even maybe high-key have these standards, where do they come from? What do I think I need to be that I feel I'm not being right now? Or who do I think I need to be? Or how do I think I need to be seen to be meeting the expectations or to be meeting the standards? Like these are very important questions to ask ourselves because sometimes we might not know that we hold ourselves to certain standards or that we have certain expectations of ourselves, but we may still have some internalized ideas because of the environment in which we grew up. And so we, we, we take these with us maybe from our parents and from, you know, and they took it from their parents and so on, or we took it from our environment in general, whatever, or we take it from the media, right? And, and what the standards are. And so we think, okay, there's obviously something out there that is making this a very difficult thing for a lot of people and so what is my relationship with all of that where do I stand in all of that um and so what do I think I'm doing or not doing who do I think I am or I'm not Uh, what standard am I meeting or not meeting what expectations am I meeting or not meeting and where do these come from Right? It might seem obvious, but still, it's important to identify them and then situate ourselves in it. Okay, And then look at the people in question or the person in question. Where do they stand in it? Okay, I'm, Or where am I afraid they stand? I'm afraid that they might stand there. Or that they might feel this way about that. Or that they may feel that way about that. Now, if you can, having a conversation with the people would be the most helpful. So that then you can actually gain insight into this. If you can't, then, well, a lot of this is going to have to happen within you. But even if you are having conversations with other people, as I said, there are still conversations you need to have with yourself. And this is the last part of it is, but how do you feel about all of this? So we first talked about regulating and trying to always be in a place of security where we know our worth and we know our values and we know our boundaries and we know who we are and we we can be receptive because we're in a secure place. I am secure when I know my worth and I know my value and I can go into these situations and, and I can still stand tall and proud to be myself. For example, then you have the conversation with them, explaining you know, why this is important to you and what you're struggling with about this and asking them, asking them the questions that you have and always trying to remain as much as possible in a secure place. And then if you can't, And even if you can, but as in, if you can't, then, okay, you might skip that step and go straight to step three, but not that it's that linear, but you know what I mean? Category three, let's say, um, but either way, it's an important category. So whether you're having these conversations or not, please, I encourage you to, I invite you to have these conversations with yourself as well. What do I feel about all of this though? 
What do I feel about these standards and expectations? What do I feel about where they came from? Who do I feel I am? What do I think of myself? And when I look at where I think I'm situated in all of this, how do I feel about that? And so what am I really afraid of? Am I afraid to be to, to be disappointing my loved ones? Or am I maybe afraid to be disappointed in my loved ones when I look at the fact that they're not accepting me and that's hard and it's disappointing because I love them and I, I sort of expected better. Like, what are my expectations of them? And am I disappointed? And is that a scary thought that I might be disappointed in my loved one for not accepting me and loving me the way I feel I would do for them? Like all these kinds of questions, of course, there are so, so, so many. I'm just scratching the surface here and I'm just thinking of the big ones that came to my mind and that you know I've, I've thought about. But as in, these are the kinds of conversations we need to have for ourselves and we need to bring it back to ourselves and not externalize always because we need to come back to ourselves and, and remember where we are. Remember who we are. When we're always thinking outward and we're always externalizing, we're, we're losing our sense of self. And then we're constantly seeking approval and seeking answers and validation outside when really it has to come from within. So when we can bring it back to ourselves and maybe always look at the flip side and say, when possible, look at the flip side. It hurts me that they think that, okay, well, what do I think of myself? That counts. That counts for something. It doesn't make it easy all of a sudden to think that someone you love thinks negatively of you. It doesn't make it easy. And if that doesn't change, I mean, like there's a grieving process there. If there are relationships to grieve or parts of ourselves to grieve or, or, or you know, th- that's not easy. But how do we feel? Because if we let people's judgments and opinions affect us so that we're like losing our sense of self... Are we telling our nervous systems or ourselves or our minds that we believe this? That we believe we're negative things? Insert whatever negative things you might be thinking right now. Like, do we believe this? Because if I get myself all enrolled in, like, all, all, um, oh, I'm at a loss for the word. If I get myself all wrapped up in this, Am I signaling to myself that I think that's true? Like that's how much power it has? That it's true? It's going to suddenly become true? I believe this? And then my nervous system is going to be like, oh my goodness, I think this of myself. I am I am worthless. I am this. I am that. Nervous system gets activated. Boom, there we go. And then we're setting that sort of pattern in ourselves. We're, we're kind of coding it into us. Oh, they think that. Oh my God, I think that. Oh my God. Oh God, we're thinking it. We're feeling it. It's kind of like, I know that sounded a little silly. It's, it's, I wanted to simplify it, but that's kind of what can happen in a situation like that. Or we can say, all right. So they think that they feel that they may even say, they may have even said it to my face. Okay. We first, like we, we deal with those feelings Obviously, we don't skip over that, but for the sake of this episode, like, wait, we sit with those feelings, we sit with all of that, that this happened, the pain that we might feel when people we love say that. But where do I stand? If only I'm here to validate myself right now, what am I going to do about that? How am I going to do that? What's the flip side? That I'm not those things. That I am worthy of love. That this is real love. 
that I am who I say I am and that I can identify the way I, I choose to. Validating that, growing in that, standing tall in that. And last but not least, finding your allies. Finding the people who will see you and hear you and validate you for who you are, who will know how to hold space for you. And if it's not certain people for now, then it's not certain people for now and there's work to be done there, okay. And if it's never certain people, then yeah, there's a journey there. But there are people. There are people out there. For one, there's you. And without you, the rest can't happen. It first has to start from within. There's so much that you can offer yourself. There's, you have so much power to, to fill yourself with, with courage and with strength and with love. You have so much power to do that. By knowing who you are and by, by confirming that to yourself and by allowing yourself to really sit with that and believe in yourself and then finding those people who will also help normalize these things for you like yes yes this is true like this yes <laughs> yes to you you know like yes i see you i celebrate you and yes there will be those people and i hope there are already those people and for a couple of you who reached out i know you already have at least one person right who sees you and who loves you right and that counts so, so, so much. So much. That's, that's so important that you have that love and that you have your little world and you will grow it with people waiting to meet people like you <laughs> and who are waiting to be found by people like you. And, you know, like it's, it will be there. And like I said, if there is grieving to be done, I know that's not easy. I know that. Or if there's a part of the relationship to grieve, not the entire one, that's also not easy. I know that. And maybe it's just temporary. That's possible too. Maybe you can have these conversations with them. Maybe you can't. I don't know exactly where you're at. These are just some considerations. But I'll leave you with them and see what gives, you know. I don't know how that's landing on you. Um, but feel free to reach out and let me know how that's landing on you. And if you have any other questions, of course. But no, you are not alone. You are definitely not alone. And so I want to leave you with that. And always remember at the end of the day, what do you think? What do you feel? Bring it back to yourself. Sometimes when we give so much of ourselves, it's like little pieces of us are lost, are gone. And so we need to collect those pieces of ourselves and bring them home. Think of the things that have hurt you and that come to mind, like, oh yeah, that hurt me when, when I felt like that. Okay, well, you're not that. Take that piece of your heart back. And what about that thing? Yep, take that part of yourself back. There's no reason to feel ashamed of the different parts of ourselves. I mean, there are many reasons to, but there are more reasons to not, right? People want to have us believe that there are many reasons to feel ashamed to be who we are, but there are way more reasons to not be ashamed of who we are. So we take the parts of ourselves back, the parts of ourselves that were lost in, in the natural experiences and wear and tear of the human experience, right? And the things that happened and maybe the people we left them with or the situations we left parts of ourselves in, we take them back home. 
we take them back and we start to piece ourselves together again because we're worth it and we matter and we're important. So what do you think? What do you feel? What do you believe to be true about yourself? What kind of life do you want to live? Who do you want to be? That's what counts. That's what matters. And I know it's hard. I know. I know. But I promise with time, it will become your more natural way of of doing it, of thinking it, of living it. When you think, but what do I feel? Not to disconnect from the people around us, not to disregard people, but not to do the opposite either and lose our sense of self. To always find that balance and always remain grounded and centered in who we are. Open-hearted and always still growing, always still learning, always open to evolving, always questioning ourselves, always challenging ourselves. We want to, we want to evolve, we want to grow. But that doesn't mean that we can't be secure in ourselves. That doesn't mean that we can't value ourselves and believe in ourselves. Those elements of security are going to allow us to grow. Security allows us to explore. When we feel secure, when we feel regulated and we feel and we're receptive and open and you know we are more likely to explore and be changed by our experiences and learn from our experiences period so that's what i'm leaving you with today i will be back next time thank you so so much for listening again as always and i will be back next time i hope that you're well and yeah until next time ciao